The Building Better Business podcast is the best place to learn how to take your business to the next level. It's no longer enough to earn good profits. You need to develop a network of connections as well as use all types of marketing to your advantage that will put you over the edge. Hosted by me, Steve Eschbach, a financial executive with decades of experience in dealing with businesses and business people, we'll learn how this all comes together. Join me and my expert guests as we delve into the many facets of owning the business and how to become a good, caring business owner. Listen how making a difference in your community can attract all sorts of clientele, which in turn will build you a better business. Greetings of the day, my fellow listeners, and welcome to another edition of Building Better Businesses. My name is Steve Eschbach. I am your host. I own a business called Transworld Business Advisors here in Naperville, Illinois, just outside of Chicago. There are about seven Transworld offices here that focus on mergers and acquisitions in the small to medium-sized company space. We are the largest uh, business brokerage firm in the world. We're also the fastest growing. We have over 600 agents scattered in about 16 different countries worldwide. And I am your host today for Building Better Businesses, and we are interviewing people here who are going to tell us exactly how they're building their own businesses a little bit better. I'm delighted to have Bruce Bourgeau today with me. He is an entrepreneur that owns a company called B2 Marketing. Did I get that right? Marketing Solutions. Marketing Solutions. Okay. And he's got one of the backgrounds that I am most fond of, and that means that he has been a corporate executive that has transitioned over to the entrepreneurial space. What's even more exciting about this, that he's an engineer operator that now is uh, trying to become and on his way to becoming a digital marketing expert. And if I got that wrong, Bruce, you'll have an opportunity to correct that. But first, thank you so much for coming on board here today. We look forward to your insights. Tell me a little bit about where you are today, a little bit about your firm, what your sweet spots are, and then we'll kind of take a trek different directions from there. Yeah. So um, I've only uh, started the firm, as you say, B2 Marketing Solutions for about two years now. I started uh, doing a various marketing uh, projects, if you want to call them ventures, uh, that try to get things going. And I just recently gave up on them last November because uh, of a few bad experiences and loss of revenue and uh, wanted to try something more in line with maybe how I could serve people a little bit better in my local area. So uh, my sweet spot might be the fact that I'd like to serve people and help people with their businesses here in my immediate area, uh, the best I can and get them to grow and maybe make them aware of how marketing might be able to help them with their business. And I'm finding out uh, that's just the case. A lot of people in my local area aren't getting the exposure to marketing ideas that maybe they should already have. Other than that, I decided to expand that local help into a global idea. And that's why I joined Umbrella Local. And uh, now I'm prospecting mostly in the United States. Uh, That's great. So. And I, I can tell you from firsthand experience that marketing is critically essential. And I have found that establishing myself on the uh, the internet has done world of good for me. I'm now getting phone calls from my internet presence, but we'll talk more about that in a minute. Mm-hmm. So tell us a little bit, Bruce, about your background. How, where, where were you born? Where'd you grow up? What kind of parental and family influence did you have growing up? Oh, well, uh, kind of a colorful background there. Um, I grew up or was born in, 
in Quebec, Sherbert, Quebec, right outside of Montreal, maybe about an hour and a half. And uh, my father was working for the federal government and uh, he got transferred to Windsor, Ontario, right across from Detroit. And uh, about three years old, I left Quebec and which was most of my heritage was uh, with Montreal and Sherbrooke area. I go back about five generations Canadian, mostly in the East Coast, I guess. And uh, moving to Ontario was a bit of a change for our family, that's for sure. So we were always Quebecers and started in Windsor with my father's uh, career and uh, grew up basically for 10 years in Windsor. And then he got transferred again to uh, a northern Ontario town called North Bay. So that was another big change for me right at the uh, important age of 13, 14, and then uh, started uh, growing up in North Bay and went to university and got a career, well, started a career right out of university with the Ontario government. And that's about it. The career wasn't exactly what I wanted to do, but stuck with it for uh, 28 years. And uh, that was about two years ago that I got laid off from the, my last employer was a gold mine. A lot of politics with gold mines and uh, one of the cards that they were playing with was my career. So they were able to uh, let go of our four operators and satisfy their needs. And that was not the plan when I was hired, that's for sure. But that's it in a very quick nutshell. So uh, your background, Bruce, um, by the way, can you say a few words in French? I'm sure you can speak French. Is that right? Petit peu, I like to call, say a little bit, but uh, I know a little bit and probably just enough to get me... Uh, buy there if I had to maybe buy gas at a gas station or but no I can't my father was fluent in French he grew up yeah. in Montreal and learned street French but my mother didn't Sherbrooke is not a uh, total French community it's a bilingual community and so is Montreal depending on where you are so no I grew up with one language and that was English and uh, kind of wish I didn't know a lot more French than I do and where I'm living now in northern Ontario and Hillebury right across from Quebec I can see Quebec out my window right now uh, there's a lot of French here, so I get exposure to a lot. So what I find most interesting about your background is that you are a, an operator and an engineer, and then you switched over to marketing, which I think is phenomenal. Um, I have a finance and accounting background. I haven't totally switched there, but I do rely on some local subject matter experts to help me out. So how did you go from engineering and being a so-called chief operating officer into digital marketing? What kind of swayed you in that direction? And also, what swayed you into starting your own business? Well, basically, I probably would have stuck with that career and was building on that career, as I mentioned, 28 years with the hopes that this entrance into the gold industry would maybe accumulate or start building up to something that uh, would expand my career more and more. And uh, that was the end result I wanted, and I was wanted to retire there. But when politics get involved with the resources of a gold mine, I got laid off unannounced very all of a sudden. It was quite a shocker to me. So fortunate for me, I saw maybe that coming a year ahead of advance, there's rumors. And uh, we knew the gold mine wanted to either change ownership or expand into a new area that they wanted to go back underground. We were above ground, one of the largest gold mines around in Canada with huge ore turnover the open pit mining and uh, they want to go underground to get to the the root of the gold and more pure strain of gold rather than processing all the ore for the gold they were getting one or two ounces of gold for metric ton or something like that and they wanted to get you know five to ten to twenty ounces for a metric ton they want to go for the vein 
to do that, they needed environmental challenges to be overcome. And part of that was dealing with the local uh, Native communities. And uh, I don't know the politics of it, but that's what it was. And that's where my career laid, and I was laid off rather quickly. But like I said, rumors like that, most people get the thought that it's coming. So I prepared, and I looked into different types of careers that maybe I'd like to do. And I thought, Oh, after 28 years, uh, I don't know, I probably could have expanded more, like you're, you suggested, getting more into the engineering, more of the designing of facilities, more into, because we were taken o- getting taken over by a lot of PLCs, a lot of automations, a lot of outside monitoring devices. Water and sewage was my industry, and uh, a lot of water sewage plants across Ontario don't really have modern-day operations full out uh, unless they build from the get-go most of them are retrofitting current projects to make them abide new regulations and make them work for the new regulations for monitoring especially after walkerton and here in ontario canada i've been around for that of course from the get-go so i thought maybe that's where i'd go Uh, that type of engineering that type of modeling that type of planning but I wanted something different. Maybe I thought, well, maybe a hard track to do, or maybe it would be hard to get back to my roots and where I started my career. That was that; Those doors were kind of closed for me. And the gold mine and gold industry probably was where I was going to go. And I didn't really want to go there. A lot of gold mines are uh, in Nunavut, let's say, or the Arctic. There's usually a minimum of two weeks out, two weeks in. I was working on a one-week schedule, one week out, one week in. I didn't want to live my life on a month out in the Arctic and then come back for a month. I was finding the week in, week out was hard enough on my uh, family life as well as my personal life. So I wanted something to stay at home. And uh, I started looking in careers that did that. And uh, I don't know what made me go to marketing, maybe because I had a little bit of background with computers and computer programming and understand uh, how computers and internet could work in my favor. Just started doing research and... uh, couple opportunities came available and those are the mistakes I talked about earlier but they were learning curves right you well, learn you and I both know that uh, you can't succeed unless you try right and I have now in the past two or three years I don't make mistakes and I don't want to appear arrogant or conceited but every one of those type of events I call a learning experience and yeah. You're not going to be able to learn and improve and become better at what you do unless you're willing to try. And you basically, you got you to gotta learn from what you do. And I think that's kind of what you did. But, you know, what's curious is um, how you got to... Now, which came first, Umbrella Local or B2 Marketing Solutions? Tell me about that. Pretty well at the same time. I started this late 2020 Umbrella Local. But me as a marketing agency started probably a year and a half to two years before that. Right after my job, I was laid off in December 2019 was my last month, but I had started the marketing curve and associations probably six months to a year before that in preparation, just in case. It started as a side gig, doing it when I came home on the week, wondering, can I get into this? Can I understand this? It's a totally different mindset than I'm used to, you know, my career was mostly hands-on and understanding processes and how different things in the processes influences or change of characters or temperatures or, in my case, raw sewage or raw water would change that would upset the process. 
and I have to understand why. Well, marketing isn't like that type of hands-on physical thing. I'd be in the lab trying to figure things out, but I don't know. Marketing was just a bit of a different mindset, understanding that business owners, you have to relate to them a little bit differently than you would, let's say, I never had clients as a sewage or water operator. I would knock on people's doors, but they weren't my clients. Yes, I had customer relationships, but I didn't really... They didn't want to look at my point of view on how they benefit the water. Uh, I didn't really care. You know, drink water, drink beers. <laughs> Doesn't matter to me. You know, mostly my clients were the municipalities. And in my last, one of my last employees, Detour Gold, was that was a client. And it was surprising how little they even knew or cared about the water and sewage treatment at the mine. It was kind of scary. So, uh, what came first? I, I guess my own marketing firm came first when I started doing affiliate marketing and understanding what marketing, just getting my feet wet in the marketing realm. So how do you, well, first of all, what's your ideal client? And then how do you go about marketing them or are they coming to you because of your digital marketing presence? How does that work? Well, my digital marketing presence uh, you touched on earlier is being built up now. I I've been out on the internet and with my own websites for about two years now, or maybe a little over two years. I was getting clients and people calling me and contacting me that way. Um, Most of my leads right now with the new Umbrella local agency is coming from Umbrella local. Although I can, and I have, and I am visiting prospects and clients here in my own town. And I am getting people in touch with me uh, through my website presence and locally. uh, Hopefully what I'm doing here local, it's a very small community. We don't even have a traffic light. So we have a lot of word of mouth. So I'm hoping that with the surrounding municipalities, that word will get out that I am doing a good job for that one of these key people in the area. And that'll go by word of mouth. I think that's a pretty important source of uh, reputation spreading around and people hearing about you. And uh, I think it's something we need to look after. Well, Bruce, you miss out on all the fun and excitement with traffic light cameras here in Chicagoland, but that's for a different (laughs) podcast. Um, So what is your ideal client? It sounds like it would be a lot of municipalities. It would be utility, water treatment plants. Is that kind of what your sweet spot is? Or are you open to other type of clients and assisting them? Well, Water and sewage clients are pretty difficult to uh, round up. Like uh, most of them are underneath the municipality genre. There's very few private companies, sewage plants and water plants. And when they are, they are rather big. And they usually look after marketing by going after municipalities and larger cities that way. And they're spread out throughout the whole nation. I'm not going for those type of clients and they wouldn't be ideal for me because it is a rather big clientele that they're trying to get. The small clienteles usually look after their water and sewage by hiring another firm or doing it themselves, like a campground, for instance. They, they have regulations, right? If you're going to have a campground, you need to follow the regulations. How are you going to follow regulations? Well, you need to contract the treatment of the water and sewage to a third contractor or somebody that provides that service. And that's sometimes the municipality that they'll, who hires a provincial uh, corporate crown organization like I used to work for. And then they say, hey, there's a new client we got. 
for us. That's a campground just outside of town. It'll take another half hour to do the rounds. You go out and visit that clientele, do your rounds and come back. There's no marketing advertising going on there. And I don't really want to go after clientele that's uh, looking after governmental stuff. So I'm kind so of leaving. Gold? You said digital gold was your customer and the like? Well, I, I think my ideal customer would probably be somebody that's maybe just locally here. Maybe it's somebody that can relate to uh, Ontario and Canada. Maybe uh, that prospect I find a little bit harder right now, maybe because I'm so in new into it, that get a personal connection with somebody that lives like yourself in Chicago or the last prospect I was talking to was in California, uh, Texas. These people, unless they... Uh, have relationships with my industry uh, make it a little difficult. Like a lawyer, for instance, it's a little difficult for me to strike up. Now, in that case, a, an ideal client I did run into that was from Texas was somebody that's maybe into the HVAC, uh, heating, ventilation, air conditioning. In my line of work, I deal a lot with people in the HVAC uh, world or electrical world or people that service the water and sewage plants that I worked at for all these years. And I understand their needs and desires and how they work their everyday to day problems that they might incur or what their customers might want or what's important to a HVAC guy when it comes to a mining site. Well, I know about that or an industrial sector or something like that. Yeah, that's um, interesting. Most yeah. of the HVAC companies here that I deal with are, dealing with small residential or there are there are a few that deal in the commercial aspect but i mean that's a good that's a good play for you i mean those are essential services everyone needs those type of services and they need the uh, digital marketing presence for them to get known so when you meet with these clients what's the first thing that you're looking for or what is the most common items that they need to enhance for most of your clients what would you say that would be well, I would, you know, obviously more customers and more sales. So leads and conversions is uh, two of the biggest concerns that uh, most people have. It's either one or the other. And usually after talking to them a short period of time, I get a pretty good idea of what that might be or what may be the concern with their business and their challenges. And uh, that's how I can uh, maybe start working in on a product that they might want to look at or even consider like uh, maybe down the road may not be now but we have to slowly build up their presence let's say online in order for them to get the traffic uh, order for them to get the conversions order for them to get exposure in the right sections uh, of their niche I mean I've come across customers that aren't even have a proper website out there and some customers or clients don't even have a website and uh, they rely totally on word of mouth. So it's a unique angle for me having to get in there and understand, say, okay, well, word of mouth is working for you now, but maybe a website might be something you want to invest in and look into and get a whole different type of clientele or, clientele or different exposure of people that might see your business from a different angle. And going back to the water and sewage and a mining site, like somebody's got to look after that. And maybe by spreading a few have a, a small water sewage department, maybe you want to spread out to another province, another nation, another country and say, hey, you know, we're able to look after water and sewage anywhere you want. You know, I never even thought about expanding beyond the local area. Well, maybe you got a point here. How can I reach those other clientele if I don't have a website? They're going to ask questions eventually. You got to show them something right. digitally. Right. 
that's critical. I mean, many of them are so involved with their specialty that they don't have time to think about what is critical to enhance, like you said, customer outreach and, uh, you know, get, getting leads and uh, converting them is critically important. In areas they wouldn't even think about. Right. Yeah, I, I totally get that. So tell me a little bit about uh, size-wise for your client. Are they smaller? I would guess they are. Like, is it like 100 million or less, 10 million or less, 50 million or 100 employees or less? What would you say is your kind of sweet spot? Well, I, I would think my sweet spot would be the smaller, the better. Um, Umbrella Local looks after small businesses and generally. So most of our products and our training and our exposure is geared towards small businesses and the mindset of a small business entrepreneur. So that's one area that I can explain to people, hey, I have a first or first exposure to becoming an entrepreneur. I understand your needs, your wants and your hurts. I get it. And then striking up conversations that would relate to their struggles. And that's going to be kind of hard for me to do if they have a staff of 100. They're not really an entrepreneur that's starting at the level that I can relate to. Right. Totally get it. Tell me a little bit about your organization. Is it just Bruce or is there other members of your team? Well, not right now. It's just me. I'm I'm learning how to do this for myself, by myself, and uh, I am up for expansion for sure. I, I look forward to the future of expanding and hiring and maybe virtual assistants or even summer students. And uh, I would like to see the business grow into that for sure. Um, But right now, um, business isn't that way right now. I'm trying to have a local presence as well as serve people through uh, Umbrella Local. But locally, as a representative of Umbrella Local too, it's a fine line sometimes. I'm, that's one of the challenges I'm finding is I have a B2 marketing solutions agency, but I'm also a Umbrella Local rep. And um, it depends on what my prospect is coming from and where they're coming from. And then I need to know what kind of hat to put on. So uh, I'm finding right now locally in my hometown that I'm B2 marketing solutions and I represent Umbrella Local. Do you have opportunities at the current moment to get out and about in person or is it mostly Zoom or any comment on that or you see that turning around in the near future? Well, locally, of course, I can always uh, see people locally. Now, we're just in a new lockdown right now. I understand I can still go out to certain businesses and see them. I've been around the area for over 25 years now, so I know a lot of local businesses. Like I was saying, it's a very small community. So I know them my name and I might be able to get in and talk to them personally if I need to be. And uh, I already have, but that was when COVID was a little bit earlier in the, maybe last year, or a little bit of, I was doing more prospecting locally last year than I am now. And now everything seems to be on Zoom like we're doing now and uh, contact of course by phone and uh, scheduling Zooms. It seems to be the way it is right now. More and more people are becoming comfortable with it, I guess. Yeah, I think uh, maybe you can agree, maybe you disagree, but I think Zoom will be a part, whether it be the in the most critical part, it'll still be a part in some way, shape or form. Uh, selling businesses, I find the first meetings are Zoom, but when you get a serious buyer and a serious seller looking to go to the finish line, 
that face-to-face meeting is critically important. Yeah, well, that's difficult when face-to-face meetings, even when COVID's gone, it's in another nation. So yeah, that is true. That is I, I, that's why I was saying maybe my ideal client would be so I could see somebody locally, like Ontario, Canada is a big province and uh, I'm willing to travel to see one of those ideal clients, but I'm not willing to go to the States every second week just to talk to a client. I don't know how I'm going to do it if I can't do it by Zoom or something like that. Yeah, I, th- I think everyone's getting more and more comfortable with this technology. Well, you be able to reach more, you know? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, Bruce, we're coming to the tail end of our time allotment. What is, what haven't I covered that you want the audience to know about Bruce and your firm and uh, other things about, quote, building better businesses? Well, I, I just think as entrepreneurs, we need to try to be as optimistic as we can all the time. And I think it's a must for us to entrepreneurs uh, try to be positive and look at the future as a growing opportunity and see the little mistakes that we talked about earlier as just growing opportunities and not to bring us down, but learning opportunities to say, okay, that's feedback. You know, I'm going to learn from this and I'm going to tweak this and make things better and better as we go on. And we need to get over it and just keep moving on perseverance and until success. Right. And this is one of the things that I'm finding is a challenge with me. I've always been this way. I mean, I haven't had just two careers. Um, We highlighted on maybe three of my careers, but I had lots of careers wearing lots of different hats and perseverance allowed me to say, okay, not that anymore. I need to put on a different hat and try this for a while. And uh, it all worked out and it'll all be okay. Failure's okay. So it's growing. Absolutely. Well, last but not least, Bruce, how can uh, the audience learn more about you? Where can they go to get more information about Bruce and your firm and everything else we need to know about you? Well, uh, b2marketingsolutions.ca is uh, my website. And uh, this is where I um, am wearing my umbrella local hat, as well as my local agency. Uh, All our products are from Umbrella Local, as well as all the expertise and backing that I'm uh, using as support for my products and services. And uh, I am a one-man show. So if I don't get back to you right away, please contact. uh, I have different contact forms throughout my website. Just use one of them. Give me a call. I have that information right there. And um, look forward to hearing from anybody that has any marketing concerns for your business. And uh, I'm up for the challenge. Bruce, thanks so much. Thanks for sharing your insights. And uh, I will definitely... Yeah. And uh, remember... Always keep that positive attitude. That keeps Bruce going. That should keep you going as well. So thank you, audience, for joining me on another edition of Building Better Businesses. And we look forward to seeing you on the next time. Thank you. The Building Better Business podcast is the best place to learn how to take your business to the next level. It's no longer enough to earn good profits. You need to develop a network of connections as well as use all types of marketing to your advantage that will put you over the edge. Hosted by me, Steve Eschbach, a financial executive with decades of experience in dealing with businesses and business people, we'll learn how this all comes together. Join me and my expert guests as we delve into the many facets of owning the business and how to become a good, caring business owner. Listen how making a difference in your community can attract all sorts of clientele, which in turn will build you a better business.